Welcome to Elemental Fun, a historical and cultural look of the elements of the periodic table. Welcome to Elemental Fun. My name is Grace. My name is Cindy. And today we're going to be talking about potassium. potassium. And I put in my notes, mm K. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, South Park. So good. So okay. um, yeah. yes. I say K because the symbol is a K. And we'll talk about that yes. later. And uh, yes, so potassium, um, it was discovered, credited Christ. by none other than or Humphrey, Humphrey Davy. Davy We've talked about him before. Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, this was kind of the first alkaline metal that he discovered. And then it, like after that, it was like sodium and all the other. Yeah, ones and he did. He found sodium the same way, but this was the first. Yes. So he ele- he he discovered it by el- electrolysis. So he yes. electrocuted it, and then some metal formed, and then he's like, "Whoa, what is that?" Uh, but it's it's the first metal that was isolated by electrolysis. Yes, it's kind of cool. Um, so um, but be- people known about it for for hundreds oh, of years, centuries before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called so, potash. Yes, potash. <laughs> And that's actually where it gets its name is potash, potassium. Potash. Yes. Potassium. Because some of the places that you find it are basically, it's in the ash when you burn wood. Yes. And, and they would put why. it in a pot. They would put this ash in a pot and they would, I think they would like. They, they soak it. Yeah. They're, they like leach out, of, the, uh, they leach out the potassium. Yeah. So that's how they got kind of the salty um, potassium potassium out of it so um so it's a it's a it's a super soft metal yeah which i always think find what weird when you talk about these ones that that they're metals you think hard but this one's like you can cut it with a knife (laughs) like butter Hmm. it's it's soft it's silvery metal but it tarnishes within minutes in the air so it goes from silver to to black and it also is very explosive Yes, I I love this quote I got that was like, it's less dense in water, so it could float on water, except when it touches it, water, it explodes. Explodes. Which I thought is a really good one to to come up after our hydrogen episode, because what it is, is it's not the actual potassium that's explosive, it's the potassium reacts with the water, which creates potassium hydroxide and hydrogen gas, and the uh, hydrogen gas catches fire, and that's what the explosion is. Which right. is, and it actually gives off a beautiful lilac color. Oh, it's like lavender, flame. like purple. It's beautiful. Yeah, but only I in water. When it's it. when it's in when it's in when you just burn potassium, it's red. Yes. But then in I water, it's purple. Well. So it's kind of cool. Uh, there's actually a really uh, kind of a funny story about that um, in periodic tales that I'll get to mm. at some point. Um, but yeah, there's not too much on potassium. I mean, I mean, besides like our whole biology, but. <laughs> So there's, I mean, there's important stuff, but it's not as detailed as some of the other uh, ones that we've done. Like but culturally I did, and historically. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, for, for my, for my section, there was about as much as I usually do, but I was like, I'm not sure if there's going to be as much for that cultural part. No. Um, but I thought well, this was funny. The, um, going back to like the naming stuff, the, uh, Lavoisier, because you talked about him before too. Oh yes. Um, he classed it as earth because he, he basically couldn't separate it out. Oh. He was like, it's just earth. And then Humphrey Davy was like, no, it's not. And this was fun. <laughs> I was digging digging down in some research. And the um, his assistant, who was also his relative, and then his, the guy. His cousin, I believe, or nephew. Yeah, he just said relative. Edward, I don't know. Edward Ed, Edmund, yes. Edmund, and then And then John Davies, which I'm assuming is another relative, um, did a, a book about him. And he said that Edmund said that uh, Humphrey danced about the room in ecstatic delight. <laughs> When, when he discovered the metal coming out of the ash. <laughs> yeah. Like, he did the data dance. That's what scientists do. When we get something works and you like get some data, you like literally you're like, oh my God, I got data. Yeah, it's so exciting. And you do your own little data dance. So it's like, do the Humphrey. Do the Humphrey. Um, so yeah. um, it is actually pretty abundant. It's the seventh most abundant metal in the crust. It's also the seventh most abundant in our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was weird. I was like, that's okay. I guess it likes to be the seventh. <laughs> it likes the number seven. So there's that. Um, but um, it's used, it's really big in fertilizers because plants, you know, I'm sure you'll get into that in biology. It also mm -hmm. is used in manufacturing glass, liquid soaps, pharmaceuticals, saline drips. Um, and I, I actually, most of the stuff I found is your section. In the Middle Ages, they used the, um, as a, uh, it, there's, so there's a lot of different, it's not just potassium by itself, because you don't really find potassium by itself, because it explodes. So... <laughs> <laughs> So it's always uh, in minerals. It's in combination. So um, things like uh, potassium nitrate, um, potassium aluminum sulfate, uh, the potash, which is potassium carbonate. Um, mm -hmm. Those are all ones that you find. And so the like, and potassium hydroxide is another one. But the potassium nitrate they used as food preservatives in the Middle Ages, and then oh. also in yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then they preserved food in the Middle Ages, <laughs> apparently. Not very well, apparently. Well, it was the dark ages. <laughs> um, actually, the 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 crystals that are made out of a potassium um, compounds are really quite beautiful. Um, silvite and halite and aphrolite mm -hmm. and musk muscovite. Muscovite are all these really pretty different colors, like some are purple and reds and some are green. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it really is just kind of a beautiful um, uh, element. Substance. Yeah. Yeah. Substance. And there's actually a, a, a funny little story, you know, in periodic tales, which doesn't usually have that very interesting of stories. But <laughs> um, so I'm going to read just a little paragraph here. And so um, Hubble. 
which the Hubble telescope is named after. Oh, mm-hmm. He's mentioned in this story. So um, it says potassium burns with a mauve flame, which can sometimes be seen in a gunpowder explosion or when lighting a match. Mm-hmm. One night, Hubble was excited to detect a potassium spectrum while he examined the galaxies through the world's most powerful telescope. Mm-hmm. That was high. Um, but it soon became apparent that the reading must be false. Eventually, Hubble realized that the equipment had picked up the light from the potassium in the match that he had used to light his pipe. <laughs> See, smoking's bad for you. It messes up your experiments as well. <laughs> yes, I like, hello. But I just thought that was funny. He's like, I've discovered something. It's oh, amazing. Wait. Oh, it's, it's in my... It's just, it's just my pipe. Just kidding. <laughs> and we named a telescope after him but you well, know at least well at least he figured it out before he did anything crazy with it that's <laughs> true he didn't like try to like, publish it all these papers and be like oh oops okay i take that back <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 sylvite was funny as i was reading that and i was like oh i'm gonna find out why it's called sylvite because we're talking about the you know the reason for other names but this is not as very as exciting it's just named after um a dutch chemist francois sylvanus side <laughs> <Lebeau. laughs> oh that's no fun um, yeah so, uh, but yeah, I thought that was, I was like, why is that? You know, that's a kind of funny name. They give everything those funny names. Yeah, well, but, it's kind of, because like, so, you know, potassium comes from potassium, but then the K, um, yes. it came from, um, oh, I can't even read my notes. It's callium. That's yeah. the Latin, the Latin, the Latin word. But the Cali comes from this like salty herb that were like a lot of pot ash would come out of when they burned mm-hmm. it. So um, it's a. So the symbol came from the herb and the um, chemist, I believe he was a Swedish chemist, uh, Bor. I can't read my notes anymore. Berklu, maybe. Um, he was like, no, no, we're going to call it, you know, Calium. We're not going to call it um, potassium. And actually, a lot of scientists and chemists from the more Slavic, or not Slavic, the more um, Norwegian countries still use that name instead of potassium in their research papers. So there's another that weird thing that sometimes happens in Europe where, like, some people kind of stick with something. Right. And like, like, nope, like, this is the one, and I'm not changing it. Like we did with aluminum and aluminium, which I just <laughs> think is funny. Well, what's interesting is I have um, that the a German chemist, Martin Heinrich Klaproth, Klaproth. Um, was part of a, that name the, with, a, with a kalium, um, but that it came from alkali, which came from the Arabic yeah. alkalia, which means plant ash. Right. Well, yeah. the the... The al just is Latin, the. And so oh, right. the cali is the Oh, cali, ash. okay, right. But that's, that's interesting that, like, when we call them alkali metals, mm-hmm. that it came from that portion of it, and it came from Oh, right, cali, yeah, that makes sense. I was wondering, yeah. I wonder where alkali came from. Yeah. And so, interesting. <laughs> so, again, I was reading the, the few, there's, like, the, the there's like 10 or 12 or something elements on the periodic table that the, the letters refer to the Latin name versus the actual name and that's mm-hmm. that's why because they they've been known for hundreds of years you know before english what <laughs> we weren't the first i know it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> um so um, um let's see 
Do, I mean, I can go into the biology if you're. Yeah, because my 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 little fun facts, which aren't you know too many fun facts um, about it, but they have to do with the biology. But I did find oh, okay. out that you know, when I think of potassium, I think of bananas. I don't know why. That's just like what you always hear. Because everybody does, but there are so many other things that have it that have almost right. as much, if not more, than bananas. So like I looked at a list and it said that high mm-hmm. potassium foods are instant coffee, sardines, mm-hmm. nuts, raisins, potatoes, and chocolate. They don't even mention bananas, but nope. like as a runner, you know. And we're like, after mm-hmm. races, bananas. there's always yeah. bananas. And, you know, they say, why have bananas? Well, part of it's just like the, the like sugar content in them. Right. Yeah. And they're like good. easy to handle. They're not like an orange that you're trying to like peel and peel, shove off. juice in your mouth. Squish everywhere. But, but like, you know, people always talk about potassium. And because mm-hmm. we, we need potassium, we consume about seven grams a day, right? Uh, that's that, what, so that's what they again. so that's where they said. But then I was looking at other stuff, and they're basically say that we're all we all don't have enough. Like nobody nobody is taking in enough potassium, Interesting. and they're only taking in um, uh, where did I have it? Uh, yeah, we were likely not eating the recommended dose, and that's even at three to five uh, grams per day. Um. Oh. And so what, what was interesting, though, is that they said that because usually sodium and potassium are linked together in foods. So since everybody's on a low sodium diet, um, you're also getting a low potassium diet. Yeah. So, Cindy, tell us why potassium is important. So us. I would love to tell you. So <laughs> the uh, one of the things is the potassium in our bodies is found as an ion. So it's. Uh, it's lost an electron, so it's a positively charged because it has one extra proton and one fewer electron. Um, but these uh, ions are really important in uh, electrolyte balance and your fluid balance. So how much water you have in your cells versus not. Um, and that's why you're supposed to, you know, well, that's okay. It's not why you're supposed to drink Gatorade because Gatorade has lots of sugar in it. But that's the, the reason why they're telling you is because it has electrolytes. And so that's why it's supposedly better than just plain water. Um, and that's why maybe the smart waters are better because it doesn't have as much of the sugar, but still has some of the electrolytes. But um, basically that's, it's, you know, so it, it balances your fluids and your tissues. So you don't gain too much water or not have enough water. Um, but one of the most important things that when we talk about this in my biology class is a sodium potassium pump and the sodium potassium pump has to do with your muscle movement. So the electrical charges that, um, basically allow you to move your muscles uh have a it's a complex of moving sodium and potassium across the cell membranes in order to trigger those responses and so those electrical impulses are dependent on having a certain amount of sodium and potassium uh in your body so if you don't have it you're going to have issues with muscles and there's lots of lots of muscles in your body Mm. (laughs) including your heart (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was looking at, you know, if you have too high potassium levels, Mm -hmm. um, you know. It's the same symptoms as low potassium levels. I know, it's, it's. Because it's just, it's it's just the imbalance. You can't, it's not going to do the muscle contractions right. But wasn't there like long-term issues that were like more heart? Or like, well, so the. the, Yeah, the danger, the, the most acute danger, I think, is that your heart stops. So, because the, like the rest of the muscles, you know, if they don't no. work as well, like it's not quite as acutely bad for you, right? <laughs> as if your heart stops. So the um, uh, so it can if you have low potassium or high potassium, it it can cause irregular heartbeat. 
which then can also right. lead to that to that. But so they treat you for you know low potassium. They have a certain you know a, one of the drugs that they use to treat that. But it's all about dosage because if you have too much, they've used it in lethal injections because it'll stop your heart. So it's another one of like again common theme in this podcast is like <laughs> you need this to live but too right. much will kill you but, too but too little but will kill too. you so you have to have just the red mount really goldilocks yeah. yes <laughs> goldilocks rule pretty much applies to like everything but especially right. potassium i didn't exactly. know they used it in in lethal injections yeah apparently in some i don't know if it's in all of them but like it it is they've it, they have used it before i don't know if it's a common one that they um, that they do now, but it has been. Um, and then certain um, blood, I, I thought this was weird, I, and I didn't understand the connection. Certain blood pressure drugs can decrease your potassium levels, um, which can then increase your risk of type 2 diabetes. So I'm not sure why the how the potassium is connected with type 2 diabetes, but there's some connection there. And mm. honestly, they they don't know all, how it's all really related and a lot of it. Um, I got this other part was um, if you increasing your potassium in your diet, it will decrease uh, the, your chance of stroke for postmenopausal women. And so that decreased by like 12%, which is it's a substantial. Just so eat, you're telling you know, me that more. eating chocolate is basically <laughs> going to save my you save life. Your life when I'm postmenopausal or now. I mean I'm just but now. Yeah, it's close. Yeah. I mean start a habit. It's it's, it's you you you're you're close enough to the time. It's fine. I think wait, what? I'm older 34. than you. I'm closer than you are. It's like I'm not that close. I mean <laughs> well it depends. My my friend went through it and she was like 35. So oh. you can go through menopause really anytime. It's just not normally that that young. <laughs> I think I told you I had a coworker that said you're like my work mom. And I'm like, whoa. Oh, oh yeah. Old. <laughs> like, not really, but that felt old. That does. Know. Everybody has those times where somebody says something, you're like, oh, <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel myself old. getting into that phase of my life already. That's just sad. <laughs> Anyways, nope. enough about my sad. So, so um, but what's interesting about that that study is that that you would think that blood pressure would be highly linked to that, that, that people who had worse blood pressure, because that's, again, the, it goes along with those electrical impulses and keeping the, everything going correctly. Um, but that people that had the blood pressure issues would have a greater benefit to it, but it was actually those that didn't have blood pressure problems that got more benefit. So 21% fewer stroke percent less ability, not was the word, 20% less chance of having strokes if for the ones that didn't have blood pressure issues. No. So they're like, we, we're not really sure about the mechanisms. <laughs> <laughs> we just know there's a link. We're and, not sure why, but this is happening. Right. And so it's, it's pretty easy one. Like just eat some more potassium. It's not really, you know, you're, you're an unlikely to eat so much potassium in your diet that you're going to get too much. <laughs> be sick. It's only if you're like taking medication or, you know, doing something like that. Right. Um, so like, yeah, go go eat your potassium, guys. Yeah, and so I thought it was funny too. The the researchers were like, sodium gets all the glory. Potassium's important too. <laughs> Everybody knows about sodium. Like, come on, guys. Um, yeah. So uh, that's the main. That's really that's really the big the big 
the big thing for potassium. Yeah. <laughs> is that without it will die <laughs> and your heart will stop. <laughs> you know, pretty good. But too much and your heart will stop. So, you know, yeah. I get it. And uh, the other ones were um, uh, cantaloupe, orange, avocados, grapefruit, apricots, honeydew, guava, kiwi, uh, salmon, squash, tomato, uh, tomato paste, milk. Like all these ones. And I thought was really interesting is that I had, I had low potassium one time when I was younger. And so they're like, here, just eat a lot of bananas. And that's a problem for me because I hate bananas. I know like you it, do. It would make me gag. I'm like, you, I can't eat bananas. So I ended up having to get like, you know, do suppositories and like get potassium that way. Like it was less good. Um, but I'm like, dude, kiwi has like almost as much potassium. I learned this later in life. I'm like, I could have just eaten kiwi. I need to, I can eat kiwi all day. I was going to say, were there any of the things that you mentioned that you do like to eat? I was like, wait. Yeah, I mean, I would have eaten um, nuts, raisins, potatoes. Well, maybe not potatoes at that point. Um, I would have <laughs> eaten uh, honeydew, kiwi. Really? Yeah. Kiwi? It's not too acidic for you? Oh, no, I love kiwi. Well, I mean, if it's too tart, if the, the ones are tart, then it, I won't eat those. But like when they're real ripe and sweet, I love kiwi. kiwi. Mm -hmm. Listeners, in case you don't know, Cindy is particular with her food. Um, <laughs> But it's some weird it, ones where I it's like, it wait a minute, but with everything else, you like that? Like, I love garlic, but I don't like a lot of other stronger, fla you know, flavors and stuff. So, I don't know. I try to not let anything surprise me with your eating <laughs> habits. Um, that's a good, that's I'm probably a good rule. Yeah, you know, I just kind of assume you don't like it unless I have a memory of you loving it. So, um, <laughs> that's probably an easier way to go. But plants, um, just on the biology <laughs> Yeah. Plants love it too. Plants yeah. love potassium. That's why it's used in, in fertilizer. Right, they... but well, be, because they suck it all up out of the soil, <laughs> so that so that then when you're planting again, you have to put for the fertilizer in there because there's no more potassium for the next round of plants to to take. That sounds so. That it's just sense. that they're very greedy. Yeah. Those um, plants. Seriously, um, <laughs> and so then that's why they um and uh so with, and I was I was like, why is it so important for plants? So I I briefly looked into it. I I pulled up one paper and I was like. Whoa. Okay, I'm just going to take this sentence or two because it's getting real complicated. Um, but it's an activator for dozens of enzymes that are important in protein synthesis, sugar transport, um, and metabol—was uh, uh, it nitrogen, carbon metabolism, and also photosynthesis, which kind of the key thing for plants. So, yeah, it's kind of the way they are alive, survive, photosynthesis. Yeah. Mm -hmm, make their own food so um so it's a it's a key you know it's a it's a key thing there so it's a key thing for life for plants and a key thing for life for us um and we should be eating more of it is yeah. what we should be doing well do you want to do you um, want to know a, a fun fact yes um so like as i was thinking about potassium i was thinking about how it's in all the cells and blah 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 i was like i had this little memory in my brain going you learned about potassium in your forensics class Ooh. and I was like what was it and I was like post-mortem and so I looked it up oh real because like or... yes no well oh, no maybe, yes maybe, well muscles oh. that might have been part of it but um the eyes of, de of dead people turn yellow um uh -huh. potassium so when um when you die okay. um your cells which all of our cells have sodium and all of our cells have potassium. They yes. start to leach out of the cells, the okay. sodium and the potassium do. Okay. And, um, but like out of the eyes, it leaks, 
it, the potassium leaches out at a more stable rate, regardless huh. of temperature. So like other parts could be, you know, moving faster. Right depending on the temperature but like you could tell how long someone has been dead by like the amount of potassium that is leaching out of the eyes and i believe it turns the eyes yellow if i remember correctly Weird. yeah well, it's got so many different colors it burns red it turns your <laughs> eyes yellow and it explodes purple <laughs> it's like a whole rainbow it is a beautiful colorful <laughs> element um did you know there's also a naturally occurring potassium isotope that's radioactive yes and that may be some of the cause of natural mutation in humans. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I thought this was funny. I was looking at the Los Alamos National Laboratory, their section on it, and they said for handling, they said it presents no appreciable uh, hazard. Yeah, I like, no, but, I... but, but this one says that it could cause mutations. No, that's what I, that's, that's similar to what I read. Cause it was like, yeah, like it, it's mild radioactivity, but it could cause mutations. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> that's what, but... so like, it doesn't kill you and give you cancer, but it can yeah. mutate, but I can become an X-Men. Wait, right. wait, it's not that kind of mutation. Dang it. Could At least it right be, now, <laughs> possibly, yeah. who knows? I mean, I will never say never in biology because something will always come up and be like, ah, I'll bite you in the butt. And he said no. <laughs> you said that couldn't happen. So I made That's it right. happen. Uh, I'm going to show you <laughs> your face, humans. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's honestly all I have about potassium. I'm just trying to look over my head. I have. We um, kind of bounced around. This was a little. We did. Helped we back and forth. Sorry about your notes. Um, <laughs> Um, but we, uh, oh, I was just, uh, the only thing I kind of have left is, oh, where it's found. It's found mostly in igneous rock. Yes. Um, and it's sparingly soluble. So it's, those ones are not easy. They're not very soluble. It doesn't dissolve in water. So it's hard to get the potassium out of it. Mm-hmm. But the things like you mentioned before, the sylvite, uh, which is potassium chloride, the sil- sylvanite, the uh, mixture of potassium chloride and sodium chloride, carnalite, which is potassium magnesium chloride. Um, those are in deposits from the evaporation of old seas and lakes, and those are much easier to access. Um, and there is some in the sea, but just not nearly as much as sodium chloride, so it's not really viable. Right. Um, they mine it in California, New Mexico, Utah, Germany, uh, and elsewhere, but those are the ones that they highlighted. Um, and it's the official mineral in Saskatchewan. Just, you know, you had official min- mineral. That's pretty um, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, I think it was the National Laboratories one, said that that may be an important mining place for the future, um, which I so I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, well, they're already they're naming it as their own <laughs> their own national mineral, so it should be a place where there's a lot of it. Um, but the, we mine about 35 million tons per year, right? In various different places, so it's it's a pretty big. Uh, the fertilizer thing is a really big big industry, right? There, there is also like this place off uh, an island east of Stockholm in Sweden, um, uh, called. I'm gonna have fun with this. Yudubi uh, Gruva. Ooh, Gruva. I like it. Yudubi Gruva. Yudubi Gruva. Um, and it's like a. 
it's like a mine that was closed in 1933, but mm-hmm. chemists and um, mineralogists, they continued to work there because they kept finding like a lot of rare minerals that aren't always found in other places, including like, I mean, potassium was one of them, mm-hmm. but then there was also like yttrium, tantalum, uh, niobium, beryllium, mm. manganese. And, like, all these ones that are just kind of, like, hard to find. So, like, a big and, mix match in this one cave that just had yeah, everything? Yeah. Oh, um, it was uh, large blocks of pegmatite, the feldspat quartz uh, that bears the black triangular face crystals of gadolinite. So, it's, like, <laughs> just kind of this big deposit but then huh. they closed it down. And so, like, people were, like, just kind of trying to sneak back in there. Um, so, like, scientists were like, I'm going to go back in there. <laughs> you can't so, stop science. So it's just kind of, like, an, a weird little thing that was also mentioned in Periodic Tales huh. in the end of it. Because, honestly, I kept looking up all the potassium. And it, he would just, like, throw the word potassium in a list of other ones. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like, that's. So I do. I did find something in in, in my notes that's actually quite funny. Um, so where they would get uh, certain um, potassium from certain different compounds. So the potassium nitrate. Actually, I'm going to leave that one for the last because it's the funniest. So the potassium carbonate they get from wood ash. So that's the most common one. Um, mm-hmm. The potassium aluminum sulfate, uh, which they call alum, uh, is um, from clay and sulfuric acid. So I guess you can put that together and it comes out. This is the best one, though. The potassium nitrate, they scrape it from latrine walls. <laughs> it's like, we get that job. Yes. Not me. Oof. Yeah. So, well, like, that. I mean, oof. Oof. I think it's interesting, though, because, like, our body doesn't... Um, create it doesn't make potassium and mm. so like we but it's so vital to us mm-hmm. and so it's like if we just i don't know how we could not eat it but right <laughs> but, well yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where it's like is there other things that if we if we were all just eating more potassium would there be lower rates of just certain other issues that people have because there's you know it's so interactive around your body that seems like it's not just about muscle contraction you know mm-hmm. so it's all about eating healthy diet and more yeah. potassium that's what the scientists it are feels us. really like i should go eat some potassium not like straight up potassium <laughs> not a banana eat a kiwi i don't have either in my house right now i, I have, have six some... i have six kiwis that i need to eat in like the next two days so <laughs> six kiwis. Yeah. i have some nuts i'll go eat some nuts after this there you go Chow down. Nom, 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 nom. All right. I think, well, do you have anything I else? I think that's it. Yeah, that's, I mean, there wasn't, like I said, there was a, that was, that was about it for potassium. It's, it's really important, but less exciting than some of the other elements. I re- yeah, I really thought there'd be more. And it just kind of was like, eh, it's like yeah, vital, it's but that's it. Yeah, but it's explosive. So that's fun. Yeah, I love that it's so colorful. It's a colorful, yeah. explosive, but it's soft. Like a unicorn. An exploding <laughs> unicorn. No, but they have magic. 
and so you could they poop rainbows so you could think of it like that <laughs> potassium potassium rainbows. the pooping the pooping unicorns of science <laughs> yes i like it is that the title of our podcast <laughs> <laughs> the pooping unicorns of science potassium i like it i'll go with it all right well, if uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we still do have an email. Uh, we, do. we don't ever go to it because you guys don't Nobody have emails questions, it. comments, or concerns. So please go ahead. Um, please do it just so we have an email to check. Yeah, right. And what is that email again, Cindy? Elementalfunpodcast at gmail.com. You got it. Hi, <laughs> smart. Hi, smart. So uh, let us know if, if there is a um, an element that you think we should do, or if you just um, if we miss something, say hi. yeah, or just say hi. So okay. I think we'll we'll put it at that. If you want to learn more about Cindy or myself, um, listen to another one of our podcasts, and you can find out our Instagram handles. <laughs> <laughs> you make him go. Make, you need to listen to another one, then you get the yeah, information. I think you need to listen to another one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so listen to the hydrogen one. It's also explosive. It's really. I really enjoyed that one. That was, that was a fun one. one. So yeah. Well, without further ado, or without further a done. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to us. My name is Grace. My name is Cindy. And go eat a banana or kiwi. Or kiwi. Yes. Bye. Bye. it's recording is it recording uh it it says let everyone know you're being recorded it says cindy is recording the call <laughs> i think it's working here we go excellent <laughs> <Ta -da! laughs>